I love fear. Fear lets you know that you're alive. <laughs> Brain damage. Brain damage. <laughs> it's over. Uh, we did it. <laughs> September 18th, 2016. I'm Ryan. I'm Sandy. I'm Yannick. And I'm Davis. And this is Pixels Weekly. Guys, I have something I need to get off my chest. Uh-oh. No. <laughs> now, uh, Please you, keep your shirt on, Ryan. The shirt will stay on. Because while our viewers can't see the video feed, we can. Right. And one day maybe we'll actually do a video just so people can see what I look like shirtless. Because uh, I will not wear a shirt while podcasting. That's my whole thing. Everyone knows. As long as you keep it steamy like Yannick does. <laughs> the only <laughs> thing. Uh, first of all, Davis, welcome to the show. Thank you. For, for listeners. Really Davis to be is going to be. Uh, I thought you were talking about that. So it's actually not that. Okay. It's not that. It's not that. Um, guys, you know, everybody knows a few things about me. Number one, I have devilishly handsome good looks. And what is the second one that everybody knows about me? You have devilishly handsome good looks. (laughs) Well. (laughs) It's like like Fight Club style, right? What's rule number one of Pixels Weekly? Ryan has devilishly (laughs) handsome good looks. Yes. The second thing everybody knows about me is that I'm a youth icon. I'm very in touch with uh, youth culture and youth activities and... And I was doing a youth activity last night. I was going to a concert, which is what youth loves to do. You guys know this, yes? Uh, sure. That's I, I don't, because I'm I not as in touch with youth culture as you apparently are. <laughs> so, <laughs> so enlighten Chipoy, us, please. This is a youth term. Chipoy gets into his car and starts driving to a place called Lincoln, California. It's three hours away. And... Three hours away by GPS. I get in there, and lo and behold, everybody from south of the valley and and San Francisco is driving up to Tahoe for the weekend. It is a five-hour ride. So I'm sitting there. Yeah. Oh, the Tahoe drive is real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I wasn't going to Tahoe. I was going to Lincoln. But like, since everybody was going north, I was just stuck in this Friday afternoon of traffic. And there was even an accident along the way that I didn't think much about. I went to the concert. It was the Avid Brothers. This is a youthful band. The youth know this band. The youth love this band. And <laughs> and I, I get out. It gets done at about 10 p.m. I start driving home. I get about two and a half hours into the three-hour drive home, and I start hearing a little sound over my podcast that I'm listening to. And it's kind of a and I'm like, that doesn't sound like the best sound to have happen right now. And then I started to smell something and I rolled down my windows and sure enough, burnt rubber in a very, very major way. So, yes, I pull over to the side of the road. I get out of my car, put on the hazards and the passenger rear tire is just shredded and then i connect the dots in my youthful brain and i think 
oh, that accident, there was broken glass all over the road. It probably got in that tire. Tire was done. So... <laughs> Those are some weak tires. Yeah, I feel well, like tires are supposed to deal with broken glass a lot tire. better than that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's I know exactly how to change a tire. Oh. I don't drive. I bet... <laughs> I bet Sandy That's is the only so one of the four of us that knows how to change a tire. Yes, I never this is had to. Going. So I get, I pull out the manual, start looking. Uh, I call up Geico. I'm like, hey, do do I have roadside on my account? They're like, yeah, we'll send out a tow truck. It'll be there in 90 minutes. After two and a half hours of driving, 90 minutes is too much to bear. I'm like, I'm going to figure out how to change this tire. I'm looking, get out the donut. The donut, for people that don't know, is the tiny little spare tire that most cars come with to kind of get you to a place where you can get a real tire and i'm looking at the donut and i'm looking and i don't have a jack i'm like where is this jack i'm looking all around for it my my trunk doesn't have any secret compartments and then i see a yeah that's what i was about to say you gotta go find the secret compartments uh, economy vehicle uh so then all of a sudden I see the bright light behind me and I'm like, oh, tow truck guy's here. He, he only took like five minutes. This is awesome. It's a state trooper. And so he's like, roll down the window, sir. And I'm like, um, sure, it's just me, friendly youth, Ryan Quintel. Here, I'll gladly roll down my window for you, Ryan, uh, officer. And uh, He's like, what seems to be the problem? I'm like, uh, check out back there. He's like, that looks bad. I said, yes, it does. <laughs> oh. Um, he's like, but this is an extremely dangerous highway. It's 1.30 a.m. The, quote, drunks are out. We got to get you to that exit that we can see. Um, and I'm like, okay. He's like, can you just, can you do like 10 miles an hour? I'll get you to the exit. I was like, okay. You just listen to whatever a cop tells you to do. Wait, hold yeah. on. Are no, you like no, missing I, an I've entire tire? The tire is He's still on around. He's on it. You just can't go fast. You could have driven a little bit more to the exit, yeah. Yeah. So I get, I do get off the exit, and we pull off it to this shoulder um, that actually has a little, actually a place for cars to pull over to, which was nice. And... He's like, this is much safer. We start talking about how I'm I'm from the valley and I'm trying to change a tire. And he's like, well, I'm not going to help a grown man change a tire. <laughs> I was like, fair enough, fair enough. And you, and you absolutely shouldn't. He's like, how long the tow, is the tow going to take? And I said, 90 minutes. He's like, that's crazy. He's like, uh, let go take a look at the manual. I was like, well, I was looking at the manual before you showed up, dude. I didn't say that to him. But I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, great. So I comb through the manual. The jack is underneath the driver's seat. That's where the jack is in my car. I don't think I've ever what? seen Isn't a car that, that has the jack underneath the driver's seat. But that Yaris right. is And the exceptionally Yaris also has small. a lot of weird things about it, like the whole console is in the middle of the car as opposed to the left-hand side. Um, but, yeah, so I get out the jack. He jacks up the car. He tries to remove the tire. It doesn't budge. Can't do it. And he can't do it. However, jacking up the car is like the most enjoyable part of that process. <laughs> I have changed a tire or two. Not that I could necessarily do it by myself at this point. 
but the jacking up the car is like I'm lifting up a car right now. Totally. There's some like really yes. like exciting physics going on there where like just by turning this like little um, metal rod, your car lifts he off He kicks the, the tire with his boot. It's not coming off. He's like, he puts the, the car back down. He's like, can you pull six inches forward? So I pull six inches forward. I jack up the car the second time and he uses his state trooper boot uh, to kick the tire as hard as he can multiple times until eventually pump it pops off and we both kind of had the sigh of relief i get the donut on i reattach the donut to the car he i hold the, the donut there and he actually puts on the first lug nut very helpful guy and um i put it down and he's like call geico cancel that toe called geico they're like ah we can't <laughs> he's just gonna go <laughs> out there i was like all right <laughs> <laughs> I guess when they call me and they're Hold like, on, they, they, they can't cancel the toe. <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> like, I couldn't like even the log guy into have the Geico. By something? the way, this is like, I don't know if this is a fair warning for anybody that has Geico, but I couldn't log into the Geico app because they were doing scheduled maintenance on their servers. I've had that happen to me before. I actually <laughs> just canceled my Geico insurance because they don't have gap insurance for my lease. Oh my God. It's unbelievable. So, um, so the plot is that the Geico guy went to the concert and you went home. <laughs> Yeah, no. So anyway, I get to get the donut on and I drive back. And let me tell you something. When you are uh, when you're and then I get to the car shop today and what was going to be like a $50 tire ended up being a $110 tire because the Yaris uses special tires. Of, <laughs> of course, course it, it does. <laughs> and uh, so what was supposed to be an unemployed man finding a little bit of solace and relaxation in a trip and in a concert that he booked uh Months ago, ended up being a seven-hour, eight-hour, um, plus a hundred and fifty-dollar in tire repair uh, night from hell. But shout out to California State Trooper Daniel, who um, you have his name. I just know it's Daniel, Officer Daniel, and he uh, super nice guy. Uh, we talked about, uh, he said, oh, you worked for Apple? I'm an iPhone guy. And it was, that was like, there you go. And then Common when, interest. when it was time for me to leave, he was like, oh, if you're going to get back on the sideway, he was like, oh, you know what? You just got Siri. And he kind of left. <laughs> uh, so I was like, all right. Which, but, if anyone uh, was following me on Twitter this week, would know that Siri can be less than ideal sometimes. Yes. And, and also, he was nice enough to, when I was jacking up the car, he actually gave me his trooper gloves, so I got to wear a cop's gloves jack, jacking up the car. Did um, he uh, let you shoot his gun? I know. I should have asked. <laughs> oh, you totally should have. No, you guys are in California. That's not going to happen. If this is no. Texas, maybe yes. But I'd not, be surprised if he even was carrying one. <laughs> <laughs> I think state troopers probably get him in California. But um, yeah, super nice guy and uh, a harrowing experience. And honestly, money that I don't have to spend. Ryan needs some money now. So listeners, please send all your checks to Pixels Weekly Care of Ryan Quintel. No address. Well, you, you just, look, just you like look youthful. So I feel the, youthful. Your, I feel your, now that I've changed a tire. I'm virile in a way that is like I have. I woke up this morning. My voice is deeper. I'm getting hair in funny places. And and, it, and all great. all due to the changing of the tire. All <laughs> due to the changing of the tire. Just getting a little mud on your hands. Anyway. Shaking Welcome to head. Pixels Weekly. <laughs> Welcome to Pixels Weekly. We're a video game podcast. We're a video game podcast that comes out every single Monday to make you smile. And we start off the show with what we're playing, what's in the news. It's the HodgePodge. 
What's everybody's hodgepodge this week? And it's not. It's no, because the Toyota Yaris has apparently Toyota lousy Yaris tires. Thing. No, I'm sure they were aftermarket. I'm sure I don't have the original tires on that <laughs> thing anymore. Um, I'll start off. Um, I don't. I haven't played much video games. I'm. I'm taking a little bit of a week. Um, I mean, I have played, but I'm taking a little bit of a week, uh, a chill week. Nothing new here. I'm getting excited for our horror game next week, right? Um, I'm, ge- I'm getting it ready. I'm downloading it on my PS4 right now. No, this morning I was doing my regular workout uh, in a uh, in a gym or a CrossFit gym, and uh, I had an interesting conversation with people. I was I ended up telling them that I was doing this podcast. Everybody was really excited about it. It's like, what are you doing this afternoon? It's like, just errands and then running my, like, mm-hmm. listening, like, recording, sorry, my podcast. Um, it's about this and that. It's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. We got a million listeners. <laughs> I think six million is, true. is the, um, is the correct, yeah. And, uh, millions just and fine. so. No, wait a minute. We said 11 million before. One? We can't go yeah. down to six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was. Um, the instructor said something that later on struck me as really like not shocking but um something that we all struggle here in this podcast and probably people that listen to us uh and that makes it hard for me and personally to to share my passion with anybody i want it's one of those passions that are very exclusive the way i see it but he said um my 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 son is 15 years old and he now he watches people play video games and wait for it. He said, honestly, I'd rather see him <laughs> wow. like smoking pot. That went a direction I did honestly, not expect Honestly, me too. I agree with too. this guy. <laughs> and okay, so like people would be like, the guys at CrossFit, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't strike me as the guy from CrossFit. He strikes me as a, you know, a genuine, gentle like guy, you know, kind of like 40, in his 40s and 50s, you know, mature, has his shit together. It doesn't sound like a bro. But he he was just saying that for, you know, and he was open to a conversation. Yeah. He was not having that closed-minded, you know, thing. We ended up talking about it. I ended up talking, telling him that he was just in TV before. I, you know, I ended up telling him how this whole thing became something, how those people make a living out of it on Twitch and blah, blah, blah. And other, other um, student, other participant of the class, like, joined the conversation. In, and it was, a, it was a fun stretch uh, conversation, you know, post-workout conversation. But... Uh, I later on look look back at it, and I find myself a lot of time being misunderstood or finding too much of a gap. When we look at 2016 and we look at the technology advancing, progressing in our lives, I'm still so shocked that people, um, and I'm ta- not talking about retirement, I'm not talking about people post 60 years old, right? But I'm talking about people that are just parents, and I still don't, that that that, that not that necessarily don't catch up, but they don't get the purpose they don't get the entertainment i'm just i'm just having a simple answer is that it's you had the tv mm-hmm. we have yeah, this, i think on you know and um, I, was, I was just gonna say i think on the spectrum it, it, of like things that your child could be watching on a screen like people playing video games should be the like not even remotely close to the most of your worries and might even be the least of your worries like reality television i think arguably is like an absolutely worse thing that your kid could could be watching compared to like watching streamers. But Davis, if they don't watch reality television, how are the youth and I'm in touch with them, if you remember, <laughs> expected the to youth. keep up 
<laughs> with the Kardashians? How are yeah, we supposed exactly. to keep up with them? Also, what this guy is totally unaware of is that, like, he said that he'd rather have his child smoking pot than watching these streamers. He just doesn't realize that his kid is absolutely ripped while watching these streamers <laughs> at the same time. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that I can't confirm. I can't confirm. But we do live in New York. I don't know. I wanted to open it to you guys. Do you have a lot of, like, a lot of struggle in your daily lives just talking about that podcast or talking about you playing that new other games or, um, you know, just sharing your passion and having it like touching people in, in you know and having conversation that go further than oh that's awesome that's really great i think it's just yeah. no i love video games you know i mean i just compare it to football if you spend most of your sunday watching other people play a sport that you can easily play then i don't understand your issue or your concern with your kid watching someone play video games and like you do it you do it with football you do it with soccer you do it with baseball like yeah, that's what get off your high man. horse ah oh, sandy i don't know if i agree <laughs> i think it's just generally an extension of like the general stigma towards video games that has always been there that i do think actually is like starting to uh diminish and go away i think like as sort of like the geekier or nerdier parts of pop culture become more part of the zeitgeist like i think that like that stigma towards video games and people who play games or gamers, so to speak, I think that's going to like slowly go away. However, like given that Twitch and people streaming and people watching streamers is a newer thing, that's not necessarily going to benefit from that, that stuff being more part of the mainstream. And that's still going to have a little bit of a stigma that drags on a little bit later on, just because like it is a initially weird concept to think about, like why would you watch someone playing a video game when you could be playing a video game yourself? But I don't think it's anything more than just a, a continuation of this stigma that the general like mass population has against video game culture. I yeah, love and this I'm enlarging the discussion on just like having people not understanding uh, the Twitch business and what you know what makes it popular. Um, I'm enlarging the topic to like video game, the video game culture, like you're mentioning exactly, which is you know watching it, but like anything around it. Um, well, I, I love this hodgepodge, Yannick, uh, only because I, I think we've probably all had this moment um, in our social lives where, you know, you go to start talking to someone about a video game or, or, or video games and the fact that or gaming in general. And we're kind of like, oh, yeah, man, I love video games like Mario, Sonic. Like and then then you have that moment where you as a current gamer realize, oh, this person does not actually play video games yeah, they kind exactly. of played them and they understand what they were but they haven't kept up with the industry or they haven't they're not playing anything modern maybe outside of like they know what call of duty is and they get it call of duty that's like the halo game right you know like it's this very cursory understanding and we go so in depth on not probably not as in depth as a lot of people would like us to but so in depth on on different topics about the gaming community and stuff on our show so we're way in it and i think that it's it's up to video game fans and us as individuals to not be ashamed of it but be ready to have a conversation to about video games to basically anybody if somebody's an artist you can talk to them about the art of games. If someone's an engineer, you can talk to them about the technology. If somebody is a writer, you can talk to them about the writing of it. And we all found each other 
all four of us through a love of video games and because we spoke about it and we talked to each other about it. So I, I think that it is this kind of, you are putting yourself out there. Um, but I think if somebody has a problem or somebody is like, oh, that's weird that Yannick plays video games, that, that's, that, that's their beef. Yeah. And those people will be right. dead soon. That's no, <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. I like do really believe that that stigma and what we're talking about here, which is people's not necessarily like understanding or a misunderstanding of, of video games and why they're important to us and why we care about them. I do think it's going away. Like when I think about when I was in high school and I started playing World of Warcraft and that was probably my first time getting like really deep into a video game. And like I almost like did everything I possibly could to keep it a secret at school outside of the people that I played that game with. Like I was on the soccer team and I had other friends that didn't play video games. And in those situations and those social settings, I, I made it very like I was very careful not to let my like gaming side show. However, like fast yeah. forward, now I'm 27, where arguably like I should be more reserved about my love for video games. Yet I find myself openly talking about my love for games, all games at the workplace with friends, regardless of social situations. And I actually had, I, I sort of like experienced this this week where um, my Twitter feed has historically been uh, limited to like a professional capacity. I'm a software engineer, so I've generally like tweeted about software related things. I've never really done much of like, it hasn't ever been like a personal, like I'm going to tweet the status of everything I'm doing every day. It's always been some sort of like yeah. professional context. And this week I really shifted it towards the video game industry. And I think that that's what I would like to be my voice on Twitter moving forward. But I did have this sort of like hesitation or this reservation when I started to move in that direction, which is like I do have like friends and people that have been following me for other reasons. And I wonder how they're going to feel when like 90 to 100 percent of my feed is now talking about video games. While, while like they all they like might not participate in playing video games, but they definitely also might have like a stigma towards it. Now that's not stopping me by any means, and like I am still going to move forward with that voice, and I really am passionate about that and want to share that. But I did have that kind of like that weird feeling of like, how are people going to react to this? Your friends will be dead soon. Wait a minute, I blacked out. <laughs> what did I say? No, I think that's how I know that. Like I'm a hardcore New Yorker because I just don't care. I I just don't care, and, and my Twitter feed is pretty much. Everything and anything that I like that I want to talk about and if someone is like, oh my god, you play games and I'm like, yeah, you watch sports, you listen to music, you like that thing I don't like, I don't care, I'm not hurting you, so like get over it. And I can make more money than you if I go pro, so what of that? And then once you talk about money, then people get like, oh, that's fascinating, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, thanks, bye bye now. Yeah, that's always a great one to pull out is people don't realize like how many billions of dollars go into this industry on an annual basis. It's like this sleeping giant that's got this big stigma around it that like makes more money than most industries. Like like the industry itself has a GDP that is just absolutely insane. That's how a little bit of a societal discussion. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, uh, yeah, I'll pick it up. So a um, little bit of sad news, but interesting news at the same time. Uh, Chris Metzen, uh, the former now senior vice president of story and franchise development at Blizzard Entertainment, announced his retirement this week. He announced it through a forum post mm -hmm. on Battle.net in the big old blue text that those of us who follow those posts mean it's someone important and associated with Blizzard. But I thought that was like a really interesting way to announce his retirement. 
Um, I'm just going to read a little bit of that <laughs> post that I think is like kind of relevant and has some feels in it. I think is like a great way to kind of like express why he's decided to leave, but at the same time, like making sure that he's leaving things in good hands. He says, I've never been more proud of Blizzard and the quality of its products than I am now. It's remarkable that even after all these years, we can still reach new heights and take the world for an amazing ride. I believe Blizzard's future is brighter than ever. I can't wait to see where Blizzard's worlds go next and to experience them firsthand like everyone else does. As a fan, as an adventurer, right back to the start. So Chris Metzen is like one of the original employees of Blizzard. Um, he was hired originally as like an art uh, an artist, a, a designer, um, for some of their very, very early titles back when they were still, uh, chaos, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of what they were. Um, but back when they were, uh, like Silicon and Synapse and then, um, uh, chaos games, I think they might've been chaos software anyways. Um, and he was responsible for some of their early titles and, uh, they were doing a lot of ports at mm -hmm. the time as well. Um, what's interesting about it though, is that he's not that old, relatively speaking for people being like senior level in the industry. And he's not going on to do anything else. He's just straight up retiring. Um, whereas like uh, uh, Pardo left a few years ago and he actually just recently this week announced uh, starting up his new um, game development firm, Bonfire. But anyways, um, so I think there's like a little bit of an interesting like weirdness there where it's like if you're not that old and you, you still have some working years left in you, like what is your motivation to retire? And he talks a lot about his family and his kids and stuff. But could it potentially have something to do with like the internals of what's going on at Blizzard these days? Or is it just as simple as the way that he lays it out in his post? Um, we can uh, we can put that uh, post in the show notes, but I urge people to go read it. It's a really great one. If you truly love what you're doing, you never quit. And it just never stops. Like you work till, till the day you die. And a lot of the... References that I use are Walt Disney, Steve Jobs, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. If you're super passionate about what you're doing, it's it's just you advocating for for what you love. And when I was at BlizzCon, it sounded like he wanted to be involved in everything that was happening with Blizzard. He's the voice of Thrall. He's the one who's creating these epic stories, and it's it's his vision when. He's Thrall, yes. Yeah. Chris he's, he's done a lot of voice, voice acting actor? for them over the years, too. Mm -hmm. So he's like an, an art director. Um, oh. You know, like I said, his title was Senior Vice President of Story and Franchise Development. He's done a whole ton of stuff for them. He originally joined as an artist, but he's done a lot of voice acting for them as well. Yeah. And when... There's an interesting reaction of the community, which is that like a lot of people are actually kind of like oh. like celebrating this retirement. Like they they appreciate what he's done, but a lot of people are really critical of the writing from Blizzard over the last few years, and they think that he might have had something to do with the the changes that they don't love, and they're wondering if now that he's sort of like backing out, that that might change like the tone that they're bringing with their stories. I don't feel that way. That's just like something I've seen in some of the forum reactions. So is he replaced by someone, or like, and if that someone is, is it a famous name or? I mean, I'm sure internally they'll they'll have somebody take over his responsibilities, but I don't necessarily know that it's like a role that you have to replace when you when you've been somewhere that long and you're that executive that the title that you have isn't like a specific thing. You just have a title for the sake of having a title and then you have your fingers in like every single pie within the company. So okay. I think it's more just like several people internally, I'm sure will take over responsibilities, but not necessarily a role that you have to like externally replace or like have some sort of press announcement when you replace it. So you guys talked about his contributions to Blizzard and how some people were celebrating 
um, him leaving in order that maybe they feel like it was going to be an improvement. <laughs> what? For the youth. This for is the a youth. youth question. For the youth. For the youth. For me, myself, and the youth. Um, <laughs> if we don't know who the heck Chris Metzen is or what I, he's responsible for at Blizzard, more along the lines of like, if I... If I love X from Blizzard games, that's probably because of Chris Metzen. Definitely the latter. Yeah. Um, he, like I said, he's done everything from voice acting to art direction to story writing. Um, basically, like the creative development process of anywhere from Warcraft to World of Warcraft, and actually now Overwatch uh, and Legion, he's had heavy hands in. Um, so it's actually like not terribly surprising that he's chosen now as the time to retire now that like overwatch and legion have launched because i would imagine those are the last two projects that he's like been very very heavily invested in and um sandy that tweet that you retweeted uh earlier with the picture from that blizzard developer of the statue that they are going to build for chris metzen um is absolutely incredible like you can't see it obviously listening to us but again we'll have to put that in the show notes wow. somewhere it's absolutely incredible it's um i'll, I'll let you describe it sandy it's amazing it's so, um, how to describe it? Remember the scene when you're you're introduced to Overwatch, and you have the little boy wearing the cargo shorts, and he's like bright eyed and like bushy tailed and super, you know, excited. There's this whole big great world out there, and it's just amazing, and it's full of heroes, and it's it's that feeling from seeing that opening cutscene for the Overwatch trailer. And he's holding baby Winston. And they're kind of, he's pointing out and like looking outwards with this mm. face of like hope and inspiration. And that's, that's who Chris Metzen is. When you hear the man talk, whatever it is he says, you're on board. The story, yes. The movie, yes. And seeing that it made me cry i was like oh my god the soft of the feelings are coming out yeah so uh, it's really fantastic so it's it's this the picture of like a mock-up that oh the, a, a blizzard designer or artist shared out through twitter and i would imagine and they said it's gonna be a statue so i'm sure it'll be like somewhere inside or outside of the office that they have in irvine um they have a lot of statues at that office, I think, um, kind of representing the games that they've been it's a part of. It's actually going to be with the collector's edition of the next Blizzard <laughs> game. I think it might debut at, at BlizzCon because all those statues that are in Irvine actually make their way to the actual convention. That would be really cool. So it might be a huge, giant statue of like Chris Metzen with this like sheer optimism. The other thing, it's kind of the piggyback on what you said earlier about people going, well, maybe he's leaving for the better. He was really passionate about the Warcraft movies. He was super passionate about it being a trilogy. And maybe it not being the success that they had hoped for might have been the reason why he was pushed out. But we don't... That's something we'll never know. That's just speculation. Well, it's... So you think he was pushed? Yeah, that, it's, yeah we don't say, know if it's really pushed. him. We don't know if he got like gently pushed to the side. It's something that Chris Metzen and... Mike Morhine will know forever. It's all we can do is thank him for his 20 years of contribution and hope, 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 hope that he jumps into something else because, I mean, any other voice actor for Thrall would be weird. Um, yeah. And just 
any he's such a good storyteller that it would be a shame to kind of see that just fall to the ether. Yeah, I mean, we will absolutely never know exactly what what's going on internally, and and he's leaving with like the the greatest regards from Blizzard, and you know, someone who's been there that long, and arguably is like you could you could almost call him the founder at that point. But anyways, so that's uh, you know sad news, but also interesting news. Uh, I definitely encourage listeners to go read his um, his retirement post on the forums, and we can we can put that link in the show notes. Um, and then uh, my hodgepodge this week is a little bit of a double doozy. Um, I'm sort of ashamed to admit this, but I've been playing Portal for the first time ever this like last couple weeks. But it's not just me playing Portal. It's got a little bit of an interesting story behind it. So uh, as listeners of the last few episodes would know, but new listeners do not, I recently built myself a PC. Um, and, and with any gaming PC comes a, uh, a download or an installation of Steam, um, the general PC platform for downloading and playing games. So It's also where the youth love to play. It's where the youth love to play video games, and I'm I aspire to be as youthful as Ryan is and uh, achieve the same devilishly handsome good looks. Well, so, in spirit, in spirit, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, flashback uh, seven, eight years ago, Davis is a freshman in college. I own a black MacBook. It's my only computer that I own. That's the and at fancy that point in time, MacBook at that time. Yeah, that was that. That was that. That was that matted one. Got that extra hard drive space. Yeah. Um, so, so. Uh, at the time, Valve announced Steam for Mac, and that was like a huge deal because Steam historically has always just been a platform for PC. So Steam for Mac uh, launches, and with Steam for Mac comes a free copy of Portal. I had seen my friends playing Portal on their Xbox. I had like been like, hmm, that's a really interesting puzzle game. Looks really cool. Uh, this is fantastic. I've got my MacBook Steam released for Mac. I'm going to pick it up and start playing Portal. So I download my Steam for Mac. I get my free copy of Portal, go to play it, and the MacBook completely like shuts down. Like just not even a, a prayer of that machine yeah. running Portal. Um, so I'm absolutely like uh, demoralized. I'm not going to get to play Portal, um, and I move on with my life. Now, fast forward seven or eight years later, I've built myself my PC. I go download Steam, and sure enough, sitting right there in my library is a single game. And it's Portal, and it's my free copy of Portal. Aperture so the last, <laughs> so the last couple of weeks, uh, I am like finally getting redemption and playing Portal, my free copy of Portal for the first time. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm clearly pushing the limits of this fantastic graphics card that I've uh, put inside of this PC. But uh, no, it's it's been a lot of fun, and uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like uh, with all the like Warcraft that I've been playing and other games, uh, a, a puzzle game that's as interesting as Portal is. Um, is a really nice uh, break and breath of fresh air. Yeah, Portal's great. I love Portal. Um, and you missed out on the earbuds. What? So when oh, the ear- Steam oh, for Mac okay. came out. <laughs> yeah, you're t- yes. <laughs> yeah. When Steam for Mac came out uh, for Team Fortress 2, there was, for like a weekend, a limited edition of um, items that you could get. And it was uh, earbuds. And they were the white Mac. Uh, they were the white headphone earbuds my fiance has them and people would ping him all the time like i will give you 500 those buds, for your bro. earbuds because you can't those get buds. them yeah they're they're like the only one of the only limited things that's ever been in team fortress so they actually have monetary value attached <laughs> to them yeah and also team fortress 2 is why we have dota sandy you can't by the way just say 
earbuds in this day and age because me and the youth we've moved on we're talking about oh wireless God. earbuds these past weeks talking airpods airpods <laughs> and so you Do can't you just even start saying own wireless headphones yes bro i've got a wireless headphones right now that i could show you i have yeah do what do what you? do you think? Me as a representative of the youth, what type of wireless headphones do you think I have? AirPods. They, they better be Beats. They're Beats. Beats. Of course they're Beats, absolutely. <laughs> the most youthful of the headphones. Well, Dr. Dre... What color? They're, of course they're white. Dr. Oh, Dre gross. went to electrical engineering No, the youth prefers school. red. No, the youth doesn't. Do, I'm the youth. Shut your face. <laughs> All right. Anyways, moving on. That's my hodgepodge. Yeah. It was a long one. Chris Metzen, RIP, uh, and uh, Portal. He's not Portal dead. Redemption. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. You're right. You're right. But <laughs> his contributions peace. to my life are for that. Matter. Chris Metzen, you are dead to us. Sandy, what do you got? <laughs> we lost her for a little bit. No, Just keep going. Oh, Sandy's no. hodgepodge, laughing for five minutes. I'm broken. Um, I just piggybacking on what Davis said with Portal. There's actually a Valve has partnered up with We Love Fine. We Love Fine is a online store, and they're known for their geeky goodies and their awesome stuff. And Cryptozoic, they're a board game company, and they actually made Portal the board game for up to two to four players. It's fun for everyone. And wow. it's the kind of game I love because it's all about sabotaging the other player. <laughs> but <laughs> I'd be really interested to see what that looks like because playing Portal, there's just no part of it that I'm like, oh yeah, this would totally make a great board game. Yeah, I keep trying to play it with with uh, Ario Curtis and yeah, I wouldn't suck. play that with you. Sorry. God, they're the worst. Well, he wants to play it. They both want to play it, but no, it's got to be done during like, the board game it. night. They don't actually want to play it. Those bastards. I think when people Gosh. say, yeah, I'll play it, it almost feels like I'm, I'm, I'll play it. Yeah. Sandy <laughs> just doesn't read that. E- yeah, exactly. She doesn't read that extra level of like hinting. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. If you, no. they, they, they'll be like, if you get other people, if you get oh. other people. I'll but we have it. other people, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. only a four player game. Ryan and I are well versed in what's referred to as the San Francisco yes, which is when people tell you like, oh, yeah, totally. We should absolutely do that. But in the back of their it's minds, no. they really just That's mean no. like, oh, there's no way we're there's no way we're doing <laughs> yes. that. That's like, oh, the yeah, New York should, yeah, you guys, lunch. you guys want to go get uh, beers on Saturday at this like great bar like in my neighborhood. Like, oh, absolutely. That sounds great. Let's do it. And that just means like there's not a chance in hell that that's, that's happening. true. I didn't realize that, that, that there is this other <laughs> yeah, it's way. Real. Of like, and it's also like those people who never intend to do anything with you will sometimes approach you and go out of their way to make plans that absolutely won't happen. They'll be like, yeah. "Hey, we gotta go to that brewery. We should, we should get a house in upstate and like <laughs> and camp for five days. We should totally I like be best friends. My forever. friend has a boat. Maybe we can even jump on that boat." <laughs> Exactly. Well, like it's not. So therefore, it's not just not San Francisco. It seems to be. Uh, I guess so. It seems to be a. Uh, yeah. A youth. It, yeah, it's a youth. <laughs> thing. It's Ryan, Ryan, thing. Ryan would know most about that. Thank you for That's saying funny. that. Thank you for saying that, all of you, because it is a youthful trend. With the with the board game, I got a free copy of Portal. But because I'm cool and I played Portal like forever ago, I already have a copy. So, are you giving out a copy of Portal? Yeah, we can totally give out a copy of Portal. 
portal <laughs> lapature science do, 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 do. Yeah, we're gonna right. do it let's we're do gonna it do it are we gonna do it right now or we're we gonna wait till later in the show i'm just gonna include the link in the description and whoever redeems the code first gets it whoa All right, first come first serve there you go chance first come first serve get on the hotness the youth know about portal the youth love portal the I'm gonna stop saying the youth. I'm starting, I'm starting like, to realize now that it's having the opposite effect of making me sound older. It sounds yeah. It sounds like a sect that you're not part of, but you desperately yes. want to be part of it. <laughs> not necessarily untrue. That's, yes, that's true. All right, Ryan, uh, Ryan, what do you got for us? All right, headline. Let me just read it to you, nice and bold, from Mirror. Tragic teenager discovered with rotting feet after a six-day online gaming binge. <laughs> <laughs> like, you put that in, like, the show prep, and I've already read it, like, ten times, and I still can't, like, stop from losing it when I look at it. So, apparently, what? a 19-year-old kid, uh, they, uh, his father said, oh, I haven't heard from him in ten days. He went to a, <laughs> one of China's many gaming cafes and uh, decided to play video games for 10 days straight with little nutrition, uh, probably other than energy drinks, and of course not bathing because that's what you do when you play video games for that long. And um, he was just found on the street. Uh, his feet were suffering from necrosis, <laughs> which is uh, essentially your flesh dying and eating itself alive because he had no nutrition and obviously was not bathing them. So, guys, don't play video games too long or else your entire body <laughs> if, quits on you. If we're trying to give Yannick's CrossFit partner a reason to let his son play and watch more video games <laughs> listening to this right. podcast is not it. At least he knows he's at home and he can shower and everything. That's right. Just, yeah. yeah, just make your kid shower. Just Now, how funky were your feet beforehand that, like, they're falling off now? I, suspicious. Maybe this is that what is the That is true. We do. don't have documented... Uh, state of his feet before starting playing the video games. That's true. Maybe he was like, I'm only going to play video games because in video games, my feet are so clean yeah, yeah, and work yeah. so well. Correlation is not way causation. That, like, you know how um, like mm-hmm. Catholics and like the Pope will go around like washing the feet of the, the homeless and stuff? I think they need to just start going <laughs> to internet cafes and just washing people's feet. Gross. No. <laughs> yes, gross indeed. Um... There's there's a lot more on the story. I'll put the link in the show notes. But uh, there's even whole now rehabilitation centers for video game treatment. And that's all in like China and stuff. So welcome to the future of America in like six <laughs> years. A bunch of teenagers in rehab clinics doing Tai Chi to... Korea just, had that also. Oh my God. We're s- well, the Koreans are really into world. esports. So that's like their football. And they're that's their thing. And... They have this whole rehab thing for if you play too many video games. It's it's a whole. It's weird. I don't, it's at I least don't get like it. though football. The the side benefit, other than the steroids and the horrible concussions, is exercise. You have to kind of like exercise to play a sport. If and, you play football, not if you watch it. Well, if you no, I know, but. You know. <laughs> But it, this is this is the case where the people who are watching esports and playing esports all could use a little exercise, couldn't we? Anyway, that's my hodgepodge. Let's Touché. take a break and we'll come back and talk about the evolution of game consoles.
right, welcome back to Pixels Weekly, the video game podcast to make you smile. Today we're talking about the evolution of consoles. Now, for people who are not following, uh, I'm I'm just going to ask this question to the group, okay? And this is this is actually what what kicked off some of my thinking around this topic, which is I got a phone call from a good friend of mine, Stephen Parker. You guys all know yeah, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. And yep. Stephen asked me a question and I want all of you to give a shot of answering it first which is what video game console should I buy great yeah yeah. that's (laughs) so seemingly a tough question to answer these days I think um and you've been seeing reactions in the press to the most recent announcement of the PS4 Pro and I think what it's highlighted for us is that what was once a like seemingly simple uh, space of consoles and decisions that you could make when it came to buying a video game console has become this like very confusing, convoluted, chaotic space of products. Um, and we can dive deeper into like the big players in that space and what they're doing these days. But I think that if you are someone who is coming to video gaming for the first time, or maybe you're coming back to it after taking a long break, and you're looking to find the platform or the console that that fits you best. Like it's not so simple as picking between a brand anymore. It's not just Microsoft versus Sony versus Nintendo. Within those brands, you now have options, and it's not very clear like what the right option is. There used to be very traditional release cycles for these things, and so much as like we refer to console generations, and like all of the big brands seemed to follow those same generations. Every five to ten years, you'd have a new generation of consoles, and like you'd have your Sony version of it, and your Microsoft yeah. version of it, and your Nintendo version of it. And it's not so simple anymore. Um, so most recently, we had Sony announce the next like iteration on the PS4, which is the uh, the slim version of the current PS4, which is pretty much same power in a smaller size. And then you know how this PS4 Pro, and you guys talked a little bit about it last week after the event, and the PS4 Pro is still a PS4, mm-hmm. but the hardware is slightly upgraded to support 4K uh, resolutions and HDR. So it's just this general concept of the space is confusing, and how do you grok it, to use some uh, video game jargon there? How do you grok it if you're coming into the space for the first time or from taking a long break? I mean, it's funny. I can't stop thinking we can develop more, but the question, like, what video console should I play should I buy uh yeah I I, is it is it an is it as easy as what tv should I buy you know what I mean we're coming into right. that world where it all those manufacturers want a piece of it and they're gonna offer different things for different needs and uh it's 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 silly to it's it's also silly to think that um there's still you know there's there's many choices out there, but not that many. And the person that asks you that question is is to clarify. Not a, is he like a hardcore gamer, or is like no. I guess he's not if he's asking. I mean, that he question, used to right? be, but he right. like I mean, I'm sure maybe even some listeners. Once you go away from it for a while, like mm-hmm. going back to it is like what happened. <laughs> it used yeah, to it used happened? to be simpler. 
Well, yeah, exactly. Well, only only these days is it that reaction. Whereas I think like that's somebody who probably stopped at the time where it was as simple as like you had three brands and you in or well, maybe at that time there was Sega involved too with Dreamcast. But you had like like three or four brands and you basically were just choosing a brand. And for all practical purposes, the power was the same and it was a box with some controllers that you attached to it. And these days it's just a different ball game. And absolutely, you have that reaction of like, where do I start? Like I don't even like I don't understand what's going on within Microsoft, let alone what's going on at a higher level. Yeah. Right. Well, and and not only that, but somebody who's out of it would just not know that something is going on with Microsoft, right? They're just like, "Oh, I didn't I didn't know that when I went to go buy this thing." Like somebody somebody bought a PlayStation 4 2 weeks ago that didn't know and probably still does not know about a PlayStation 4 Pro, right? And that's that's an interesting situation to be in. So let's talk about a little bit what uh, let's start off by by mentioning what people's options are generally for places to play video games other than phone and mobile when we can do other shows on that but right now we have an xbox we'll go with just the latest latest stuff we have an xbox one s which is a slim version of the original xbox one with slightly more power an hd blu-ray drive and hdr built in and can stream 4k then we have the PlayStation 4 Slim, which is a PlayStation 4 as you see it today, only without an optical port and a little bit smaller, a little bit different design, and also supports HDR through a software patch that came to all PlayStation 4s last week. We have a PlayStation 4 Pro, which is a more powerful PlayStation 4, which was already more powerful than the Xbox, and that does not have an HD Blu-ray drive, but can stream 4K and potentially upscale slash play some things at 4K as far as video games go. You have the NX that is coming out, which is Nintendo's new console, and that is allegedly a both portable and home console simultaneously. And then you have your PCs, um, and PCs are PCs. You can build them, upgrade them, you know, any, anything under the sun. And then lastly, in the horizon of maybe holiday next year, you have a new Xbox One under development called the Scorpio that we know nothing about other than it's essentially the equivalent to today's powerful computer, PC. So I think it's actually proper that you wrap up with the Scorpio there because I think one thing to also highlight in this like what is the playing field look like right now is uh, specific to Microsoft so uh, this week Microsoft launched the first game to exist in what Xbox is calling the Xbox play anywhere uh, sort of like set of uh, platforms and games and that game was ReCore and we don't need to dive into ReCore and, and, and talk about the reviews of ReCore. We'll let you guys go explore that for yourself. But uh, Xbox Play Anywhere is the concept of both Windows PCs and Xbox One consoles, uh, both supporting digital downloads of a game. And regardless of where you download it, between the two platforms, you can play them on either. So previously where you had to either pick whether you wanted to play a game on PC or whether you wanted to play it on one of your consoles, if you are a Xbox uh, console player, or you just happen to own a Windows PC, you can play uh, a certain subset of games that Microsoft has decided uh, belong to this Xbox Play Anywhere system. Um, so one of the games that's coming out soon is the new Gears of War, 
uh, and Ryan highlighted to me that when that comes out, he and I will be able to play the campaign together, him on his Xbox One and me on my PC. So Microsoft is like not only releasing multiple versions of the same console, but they're also now trying to like almost blur the lines of what a console is, considering that I can play the same game on a PC, which most people wouldn't necessarily call a console, and my Xbox One. And I think it sort of highlights mm-hmm. this like you you have this like spectrum in the field where on one hand uh, Microsoft is like blurring the lines of what a console is. Yet on the other hand, you mentioned the NX, Nintendo is almost holding on to like the most console-ish aspects of a console. This thing that like is sort of portable, but also you plug into your TV, but it's like this like single unit and you don't really care what's inside of it. It's not really touting itself as the most powerful of them. It's not about power. It's about this like single unit and they're doing cartridges. Like if you're going to think about consoles and you want to think about like the most traditional console, it involves putting something into it, a disc or a cartridge or whatever. And then Sony's kind of like somewhere in the middle, right? Like they're not necessarily blowing the lines like Microsoft is, but they're releasing like multiple iterations on their PS4. And it's almost like, like, is there going to be a PS5 or is it just going to be like the PS4 Pro, the PS4 Pro S, PS4 Pro 2? And is it going to just be about like continually like ramping up the power? But, but the space is no longer just everyone with their single box. It's this like weird spectrum of people who like almost don't even want to use the word console anymore and people who are like desperately grasping on to the concept of a console. I think it's different because back when there was the Xbox, the PlayStation, the PlayStation 2, the Xbox 360, both companies had exclusive games. So if you wanted to play Halo, you had to have an an Xbox. If you wanted to play any of the um, Metal Gear games, you had to have a PlayStation console. Otherwise, you couldn't Mm -hmm. get those games, which meant a lot of the hardcore gamers had to buy multiple consoles just to play the games that they wanted. And Nintendo's always done that because Nintendo, they do what they want. But I think now with this generation of consoles and this generation of consumers where, and this can kind of go to Steam and Apple, they have things on like cross devices. So if I have my digital media content on this device, I can also have it on my other device. And on my other device. And you, I think it's the consumer wanting more of that. And Microsoft and PlayStation going, we're losing our exclusives. We can't hold on to that anymore. We need to pivot and change the direction that we're heading towards. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, I, I think that the exclusive games don't prop up a console like they used to. Like God of War's last release before this recently announced one which was Ascension, was not particularly great. Um, Halo 5 was a a very good game, but did not set the world on fire. And I I think the Halo franchise in general, uh, because so many other shooters have come out and been so good, um, does not have the same pristine shine and luster on it that it used to have. Uh, Gears of War, that's coming out, I'm extremely excited for, but it does look very similar to the previous Gears of War games. And, you know, Sony does have something in sort of their Uncharted, but it's unclear if they're going to continue to have Uncharted going forward and and things like The Last of Us. You, you only get these games once every three, four years. So they do help move units, but you can't just be like, OK, well, this is what's different. You know, you can't do 
the one year X. Ex- that's why you you see them struggling to do things like one year exclusivity with DLC for Destiny and stuff like that, because they're like, "Whoa, we don't have enough games, so now we have to sign contracts and deals with publishers to make it all work." Yeah. So, like, I, getting back to your original question of like, what console do you buy? I sort of had this knee jerk reaction, and I'm incredibly biased considering I just did it, which was just like, just build a PC. Like, if you want to, like, sort of, like, skirt around this chaotic world of consoles, just build a PC where you're building your own console, so to speak. Uh, and you can upgrade those parts as you like uh, moving on. And that was my initial, like, like knee-jerk reaction was, like, uh, but at the same time, and I was sort of talking to you about this, Ryan, the other day, which is I don't have experience upgrading my PC yet. And I don't have experience replacing parts in my PC yet or repairing parts that have broken. And... I don't know how expensive that's going to be. I don't know how time-consuming that is. But also, add that on to the concept of building a PC is not incredibly simple. And it is certainly not as simple as buying this bundled box that contains a piece of hardware inside of it that you plug into a TV with, these days, just one cord. And you have a controller that comes along with it, and you push a button, and you start playing video games. And so... Like, if building a PC were the simple thing that everybody could do, then I think I would stick to that knee-jerk reaction. But I wonder if there is this, um, it's almost like an Apple approach that the consoles benefit from, where it's this bundled product, it requires very little effort to set up, and you know it's just going to work. Like, with the exception of maybe the Red Ring of Death with the 360, I don't know that there is, like, that there's this, like, guarantee you get when you plug that PS4 into your TV that you know that this thing is going to work, it's going to update itself, and it's going to play my games, and it's going to play them to a level that I'm okay with for a number of years. I mean, we're talking about, like, the five to ten year cycles that the generations have had previously. Like, sure, you've got the Pro coming out that's going to appeal to a hardcore gamer that wants to, like, utilize the power of the 4K television, although, like, people who are affording both their PS4 Pro and 4K televisions, I, I don't know who you are. But, um... I think that there is a lot of longevity in that approach of that bundled product that I just don't have to worry about. So I actually yesterday picked up uh, Arkham Asylum on Steam. So Steam's having this Warner Brothers sale of all the Batman games. And for the first time since using my PC, I had this deal where I got this error when the game started up. And it was a Windows error. And it was like, well, we can't find this like DirectX stuff. And luckily, I'm a software engineer, so I have like an affinity for like troubleshooting these problems, and I was able to go like search things on the internet, but it wasn't a fun experience, it wasn't easy, it took up time, and that's something you just don't experience on the consoles. You're not gonna have to deal with those operating system errors, because those things are so tightly bundled together. And I really do think that that is going to levitate these consoles for at least a number of years moving forward. I think you mentioned a good point on the pricing. Um, Even if you have three consoles right now, I mean, three big uh brands uh you add on you simply do an addition on 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 all those prices and you still don't get to quite what a good pc running all kinds of games would get you to exactly i think i have in my head that like there's this upfront cost to the pc but that you pay it off in the long run because like you benefit from it in the long run because you're only upgrading tiny little parts here and there but Mm. i suspect not having experience with it that that's not the case it's not just like oh you replace a little like stick of memory here and there and every few years you replace your graphics card which all already like for a great graphics card is like a 300 dollars expense you're already buying a console every time you replace the graphics card so like i i suspect that it's not as simple as these like tiny little minute upgrades and ryan you have a lot more experience with this and you can comment and i I think Sandy, you play on PC as well. So, like, I don't know. I just don't. Ex- I'm really, really, uh, like, negatively looking at my experience of upgrade- upgrading my PC and just understanding and accepting that it's not going to be. I cheap. think the better question is, um, and this is where I interject and don't apologize. Uh, the question that no one asked is, where do your friends play 
Yes. And if you don't ask where your friends play, then what does it matter if you get a PC? If none of your friends play on PC, then it's not worth it. Well, <laughs> if you get an Xbox and no one plays on Xbox, then it's not worth it, you know? But I think that to, to, to Davis's earlier point, even that is not a safe bet anymore because Davis could play Gears with me on his PC and me on an Xbox. It's almost like saying you have to count those two things as a together thing, but only for select games right now. Yeah. I think where Yannick was going, and Yannick, I, I'd love you to kind of elaborate more on this, is he brings up a, a, a point about pricing that I think is important, which is if someone says, I want to play video games and I've got $500 to do it, you wouldn't tell them to go make a PC on 500 bucks, would you? Well, no. And the thing, the good thing about it is that we can assume that the the average um, the average consumer that is interested into buying a console already has a media console in their apartment slash house, um, you know, watching TV or something. So that just kind of like is a plug and play. So yeah. there's a lot of like hustle free uh, aspect of it, and it's like in an hour, I can have that thing. With PC, you have to do, you know, and if you're passionate, you will do it. And uh, I'm one of those that can do it. But it's to the majority of people out there who wants to get who want to get into gaming, the console prepackaged stuff gives you a uh, gives you a, a certain comfort that is almost unbeatable um, with a PC. Even though you see more and more uh, builders out there who have this like you know pre-installed pre pre-built towers uh, that you know made for gaming that are sold at really competitive price and it almost looks like it almost makes you feel like it's going to be plug and play but yeah. i'm trying to put myself in a, in a, in, a, in a position of the constructor of the of the microsoft nintendos and and all instead of trying to guess what uh, like all of us because that's what the beauty of it is is uh this passion like everybody is looking for something a little bit different and therefore he's going to look for someone for for people to play so going to buy the console depending on that or going to look for specific games or all that and we talked about exclusive games i mean it's something that tends to get lost uh as well so that is not even a route to 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 explore into when you want to buy a console but from the from the constructor perspective um if you see the numbers and the, I think they have room room to to try you know they have the business model that convince people to buy those games and and they're just digging they're just digging and the more eventually those things I can't tell if it's going to succeed or not uh, but if it's not it's going to be one of those auto crash and one of those rethinking of the business but the numbers are pretty good at least for PlayStation and this is where I see Xbox once again having really innovative ideas, doing cross 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 platform. Sorry, with PC, they have the advantage of being, you know, like oper- like owning the operating system and owning the console, so can they can do really remarkable things, and they can even maybe close it out so that PlayStation can't do that pl- cross platform with with you know with other games in the future, which I don't hope personally, but they have that. And they're on, you know, they have that in their uh, deck of cards. Um, it's, 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 it's Microsoft getting innovative, and it is something that will um, change the decision of, you know, change the drastically change the decision making in the future. Um, if PC and, and Xbox get cross cross platform, but Sony, on the other hand, have good sales, good sales numbers, good good stats, and. Uh, 
are just trying to go the, to the upper tier. And they probably have data as well. They're like, mm, you know, a console like $300 and people are willing to put a little bit more if we give them all those games. What if, you know, what if we what would, would we give the same price but for, for, for gra graphic upgrade and better experience for the hardcore? Because, to be honest, the mom that is going to go at Christmas or Thanksgiving buy a new console for her son or, or daughter might not be going for the super HD stuff when it comes to a new gamer and everything. So they, they're yeah. really going vertical on this. I can't tell if it's going to be a good or a bad decision. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on, on a lot of things that Xbox and Microsoft, even though I don't know any, any, of, you know, any of those, uh, are doing the right move. The, the games that are cross-platform with PC and Xbox is really, really a good move, and it's something that we can all look forward to. And I, I, I think, too, I want to bounce off and, and have one um, side note of perspective, um, which is... I think it is public perception that like Microsoft is not doing well with the Xbox one, but a majority of that is a majority of that is the fact that they're losing almost two to one to Sony. And when you actually look at just sales numbers alone, it's not necessarily that Xbox one is doing bad. In fact, it's outselling 360 at this point in its lifetime, but because PlayStation 4 is just doing so damn good, it looks like it is horribly losing by comparison. Let's let, let's uh, start closing this down. And I know that there's a, a we set out with the question of what console should I get? What what should I get to play video games? And I will start, and maybe that, that'll give you guys something to, uh, to follow up or time to formulate your answers. And I'm going to start by saying I think the best bet, I honestly believe that the best bet to buy a console right now today is probably the PlayStation 4 Slim. And let me explain. I say PlayStation 4 Slim because it's extremely affordable. Um, you, there's a, already a guaranteed ton of great games to be playing on it. And right now it's the console leader. So there's probably plenty of your friends already having one and a great multiplayer community that you can already take part in. But if I was going to say, what should you get as your next thing? The NX. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> It actually might be the NX, depending on how the NX looks. But the, the NX is always the caveat is you have to love Nintendo games to get an NX because you don't know what else is going to come to it. So I think the Scorpio from Xbox is going to be a great thing to have. I prefer, for me, I prefer the lean back on the couch controller in hand video game experience with a big tv and the lights down low to the mouse and keyboard uh a little bit sweaty hunched forward <laughs> over a desk maybe with you know energy drinks or tacos on the desk or something while i'm you know grinding there's nothing out. wrong with that yeah and and that's just me and i think the scorpio is going to be very powerful I think Microsoft's strategy is um, combined the, their their strength of PC and Xbox, and that's going to be very potent. And and I, I 
think that the Scorpio will prove out to be a very wise decision. So I say get that PS4 now and then start saving your money. My answer is, first and foremost, if you have a lot of money and you are passionate about hardware and technology and have time to spend and are okay with things not working perfectly sometimes, I think building a PC is an interesting option and is probably the most future-proof to this industry just because of how uh, dynamic a PC can be and your ability to kind of like change what it is over time. If you're ruling that out for money or just interest in like screwing around with hardware reasons, um, which is totally uh, acceptable, I think I've got to agree with Ryan that the the and PS4 X, Slim is probably X. the, the, oh, no. the okay. <laughs> is probably okay. the best is probably the best place to stick, just because the Microsoft area just hasn't quite settled out yet. And with this Xbox Play Anywhere, I just don't really know what Microsoft is is trying to do. Are they trying to get people to move to PCs? Or I I just don't necessarily understand it quite yet. And so I think Sony is a safe bet. Um, The NX is a place to go if you want something new and interesting and and fun, maybe, right? We don't even really know what the NX is going to be. We have some like bullet points on it. But I think like once that gets officially unveiled. I think that could be this really like fun, interesting new take on a console from a hardware sp- perspective that that Nintendo is generally like I, the original Wii is like a really fantastic example of that. Like Nintendo can do these weird things with hardware and have them like be really successful. That being said, if you're going to go to the NX route, I th- I think you do need to be aware of if it peters off and it sort of like flops you want to have like a traditional console so to speak in your back pocket to pull out and i think that is still the ps4 slim i have far more faith in in sony than i do with microsoft microsoft is trying to attract the pc players away from steam and that's going to be a very difficult task if microsoft were to say hey all those games you bought and i think they did do this all the games you bought just put in the disc, they're automatically backwards compatible. That would sink Sony right away. If I can pull out an Xbox game or an Xbox 360 game and have it automatically, then that would be the win. However, Sony has done um, backwards compatibility. They've taken it away, they've added it back, but at least they know it's there. And they have done cross-platform I played Portal 2 on the PC, and my fiancé played it on the PS3. And we play Street Fighter. I play on PS4, and he plays on PC, and we play against each other. Sony's aware of what they're doing. They know what they're doing, and if they need to strike, they will. So... Jesus. uh, (laughs) Scary My money's on Sony, guys. All right. And, yeah, I think... Unless someone can actually, like, battle Steam and battle those video game sales, either one of them, it doesn't really matter. And, like, you can build a PC, you can buy a PC. If you want to have, ideally, console and a PC, PS4, PC. I, but You know, it's, it's funny that you say that, and I'm, I'm sorry, I know, Yannick, you have to go, but... Um, not leave. I mean, like you have to t- take your turn. But I, I, I was I, like, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> you have to go, man. You gotta go. Um, you gotta do stuff where you like. <laughs> uh, we all gotta exercise. We're getting necrosis. I'm just gonna, gonna smoke pot um, and watch people play video games. <laughs> that sounds great. I was gonna add in that I we could. 
I, as I say this every episode, we could do a whole episode on this, but I bet you that the sales that happen on Steam are A, a product of the Steam community, how fickle they are and how demanding of sales they are. B, a product of people who want to sell games in a marketplace on PC have nowhere else to go, really. And and you could say, okay, may Humble and all that stuff, and Humble does less sales, but I think you can you can legitimately say that Steam's monopoly on the entire PC gaming industry, I think, is incredibly unhealthy. And the fact that everybody who uses Steam is fervent about Steam is actually even more toxic for the community. People will people literally get mad at EA or Microsoft when they don't put something on Steam. But just like the App Store on iOS, Steam drives down prices. Steam has bullying tactics with publishers. They don't really have anywhere else to turn. And Steam is ultimately not your friend. But that's for another time. So Yeah, but that's to the publisher. I mean, as a consumer, I'm totally okay with, with Steam. And and that's I think that's why the PC market is is the way it is. That's why it's such a hard group of folk to kind of woo over. I mean, we all bought Legion for sixty dollars, except you, Ryan, who got it for like thirty. God, I got it for free. <laughs> I got a youth discount. I got the youth, you got discount. The youth discount. All right, but Yannick. It, it's just one of those things, you know. Yannick, drop some knowledge. What console should I buy? I mean, I have to go with PS4 um, because, but I would, I would I agree with with both of you and and all the arguments for PS4. I uh, considering what's coming up this Christmas. I I, I love it because I feel like we have a little bit of pressure for people listening to us, and we're gonna affect the sales heavily this holiday season. It's really fun. Um, no, it, if I had to add something to uh, what Ryan was saying, what Davis would say, was saying. Um, uh, VR is is around the corner, mm. and uh, and VR is also the most accessible one. At least, like when I see the marketing of it, and I see the the, the promises of it, um, and I see the the panel of games we it can offer. Uh, I have to go with the PlayStation VR that will offer me also like a a, a plug and play experience and have the wider. I don't know if it's gonna be. I don't know yet. Obviously, nobody knows yet if it's gonna be the. The, the the library the, the the with the most quality uh, the library or games with the most quality but VR is right there VR is happening and it if you want to invest into gaming and you see that coming up and um, PS4 might be the way to go because in my opinion VR from PlayStation can be um, a, a thing that is easy to work with for developers and so if developers are at ease uh, great things come out of it. Um, compared to the other ones, that's that that would be our, the only argument that I that I would say, and I would keep it short. PS4, yeah, yeah. I it's think bringing totally up VR agree. is a good point. Yeah, and I I think that the last thing I will say is like a, a word of caution, not not necessarily like caution that you shouldn't go buy a console. I think everybody should buy a console. Everybody should play video games in one way or another. But just do be aware that you're entering a confusing, chaotic transition period for consoles, and know that your decision like may change two to three years from now. Things like Maybe VR is like a very like mm-hmm. unknown space and who knows which of the big players out there are going to tackle it best or whether it's even like going to take off, right? Just know that like, like make an investment, pick a console, but understand that 
you're entering a very confusing period for consoles and that while your your best decision today in four years might be with a different brand. Only good points this episode, guys. Oh, we're, we're crushing it. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's let's we yeah, last week we talked about our gaming homework. So we picked out of a hat. This is what we're doing during the school year for listeners who don't know. We are going to pick a genre out of a hat during the months of school, and we are all going to play some notable games from that genre. So today is the week to report back on the progress of homework. What have we all settled on for our video game? So I think we have to enlighten the the listeners as to the genre that we or that oh you, yes horror with, <laughs> without without my juju there affecting uh, what was coming out of that hat horror the genre that was selected. Um, I guess uh, yeah, I'll I'll start. I I hate Davis is I a hate horror. Davis I is hate a horror movies. I hate Halloween. I hate oh, horror games. You hate favorite. Halloween? I love <laughs> Halloween. I love I horror. I love absolutely, I absolutely despise the feeling of being scared. Oh, it's so good. So, Davis is that, scared. That, that being said, <laughs> I have gone ahead and picked a game called Soma. S-O-M-A. I'm going to be playing it on my PC. I'm going to play it in the dark with my headphones on. And I oh, figure God. if you're going to you're gonna go horror and you hate horror go big or go home so um as uh, as steam our favorite gaming platform as we've just described uh describes soma it is an unsettling story about identity consciousness and what it means to be human <gasps> unsettling is in the beginning of the description <laughs> unsettled i will be uh None there's of it is a, true so it's... when it came when it came to picking my game i decided that if i'm gonna get scared I want to be like psychologically thrilled at the same time. So there's a, a, a review on that same Steam page for Soma, and and there's a uh, this is actually the, the perfect reason for me picking it. The guy's review is overwhelmingly positive. Yet it starts out with I hate horror games. Oh, but the storyline, <laughs> voice acting, and narrative-driven atmosphere all worked together to create a terrifying environment. The overall existential theme about what it means to be alive and human may be very cliche, but Soma pulls it off in a masterful way. So I figured if I'm gonna get like scared out of my pants, I might as well be a little mind fucked in the process. So Soma's my pick. I'm excited to play it. It's a first-person horror game. And it'll be an experience. I really just hope, uh, like Ryan, Ryan uh, has uh, learned a little bit about the game. It came out in, uh, about a year ago, almost to the date. And Ryan said that it's luckily a short game. So if I'm absolutely so. freaked out of my think, wits, I don't know. you'd think, right? Because you didn't finish it. You just started it. So yeah, so if I'm freaked out of my wits, hopefully it won't be for too long. But Soma, uh, more I'm to come so on excited that. about the Soma one that I'm also going to play Soma. Uh, just because I'm, I'm at least a little bit of it because I want to be able to talk about it when homework is due. Yannick, what do you got for some homework, bro? I, um, I'm satisfying many, um, many frustrations and uh, I'm fulfilling almost like it's going to be a homework because I feel like I haven't done my homework back in the days. Uh, I'm going to play on, on August 30th. Uh, Resident Evil 4 for the 20th anniversary of the of the Resident Evil series came out remastered on PS4. It's twenty dollar. I'm not spending a lot of money on those. And I've played this game. I just haven't um, put a lot of hours into it. I I think I I got discouraged by the difficulty of it. Um, I can't remember. 
You just uh, beat Dark Souls. We're, you're ready. You're ready for. Something I can't, that's that's what I'm saying, right? I have some confidence. I can I can deal with I can deal with the hardcore. I can deal with some zomb more some more zombies right now, <laughs> and uh, and we'll see we'll see what what comes out of it. But I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to see how well they remaster it. I can't remember where they, where I left off, but if it'd be interesting to see how my memory how far my memory goes. Um, my girlfriend keeps on telling me I have no memories, but eventually maybe I will be like, oh, that boss, yeah, I remember he's a pain in the butt, and he's the one that I was blocked at. I remember being blocked at a boss, but I can't remember which one. So yeah, Resident Evil 4, giving a little tribute to this genre, to this franchise that I haven't really paid a, a, enough attention in my, in my taste when I see on Twitter, <sighs> uh, remember the seven fav games and people mentioning Resident Evil a lot, and I'm like, yeah, I may have missed on something, actually, so... Going back to it with with pleasure, and gonna give it a gonna give it a go. I'm so jealous. So Ryan Ryan was giving me a history of the Resident Evil franchise the other night, and it started out with me recalling the uh, opening action live action sequence, uh, like a cutscene for Resident Evil One. Yeah, I remember being like a kid and watching those. There's like some dogs and they like attack people in a field, and I remember immediately reacting to that and watching my friend play the first level and saying, "I don't want to play that ever. I don't have any interest in, in doing <laughs> that. I don't want to be scared. I don't." It's, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> based on that being like my really like only memory and, and knowledge of the Resident Evil franchise, I'm really excited to see uh, what you pull out with four. Yeah, we'll see how far I go too. Super excited. Super jealous. I would have picked this game in a heartbeat. You guys. <laughs> Sandy. You guys. I love fear. Fear lets you know that you're alive. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, keep talking it up because I'm going to take this with me when I have the most like unbearably awful experience. I'm going to keep trying to tell myself like this is how I know I'm alive. Yeah, like, every time I like absolutely exactly want to turn the game off. Yeah, I, I love everything. I love Halloween. I love scaring people. I love scary movies. I like candy, but not from strangers. I have my uh, limits, guys. I like razor the, blades and apples. That's a youth and, problem. That's a, that's a, that's problem a youth problem. Youth. Yeah, the cropsy. But the game I picked is Stasis, and it's like Event Horizon meets Dead Space. Hmm. I don't. And yeah. I don't. I think I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm not worried. All right. I mean, like Dead Space was kind of creepy because of the like the dead babies. Anything with like dead babies is unsettling. Yeah, because they're I'd dead say so. babies. So, but other than that, I think it's. I love spiders. I think they're great. So I'm, I'm totally cool. I'm, I'm okay. Bring, right. I'm totally fine. I'll play all those games. And not scream. <laughs> totally not scream. All right. Well, for my homework, I have chosen uh, Until Dawn on PlayStation 4. It is the um, a horror adventure game where you are playing apparently multiple characters and Hayden Panettiere from Heroes is in it. And uh, depending, it's like a teen horror film. And depending on uh, apparently how you play the game and the choices you make, you can either somehow manage to keep everyone alive or everybody can die as well from the whatever. The we'll go for version two. Thank you. Shoot for, yeah, shoot for the moon. <laughs> everyone dead. Shoot for every, the all dead playthrough <laughs> until dawn. I think I can do it, though. I think I lose the game if everybody dies. I don't, I'm not sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to give that and. Uh, 
I'm gonna try and stream it as well. I mean, if you guys can stream yours, that'd be amazing. Uh, and we can. I put, think I'll try. Yeah. Yeah, some fun videos of all of us playing on a big horror post on the website, so people can see it. And this, uh, it's too bad we didn't get horror in time for Halloween, though, huh? It is too bad. We'll have to do something. Well, we're friends. That's all right. Come Halloween. Come Halloween, I will still be losing sleep as a result of my uh, <laughs> soma experience. I'm sure. <laughs> I have a question, sir. Yes. Is there going to be questions we're going to have to answer, or is it just an open assignment? I th Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think the idea Do you want to know like some stuff like what was the scariest moment? Yannick's that guy in the front of the classroom. Yeah, Yannick's that yeah. student in the front of the classroom asking all the questions when we're already out of time. Yep. Let me give a youth tip to the youth, which is... <laughs> sit in front, raise your hand. This is the key to success in anything. You have a new job, sit in front of the presentation of the orientation, raise your hand. Sit in front, raise your hand in school. And this will. This also means, however, this sounds like something Sandy would say, it means there's a target on your back. It means other people are going to be like, this jerk is sitting here eager. But the teachers, the faculty, they love the enthusiasm. That's why you're going to be number one. So, yes, Yannick, I think we should all review the games, and I think all three of us should ask questions about the games. And um, while each of us streams, maybe try and check each other's streams out. So uh, we can, we'll do the whole episode can be a recap of our homework. So, yeah. Okay. Love it. All right. <laughs> I guess does it for us this week. Remember, you can get every episode of the show for free over at PixelsWeekly.com. You can follow us on Twitter at PixelsCast. We recently tried to get at PixelsWeekly, but uh, it's, uh, it's in progress. It's in progress. Uh, the best thing you can do for our show is to leave us a rating or review on iTunes. It's a huge help, and we really appreciate it. And we will read your reviews actually good or bad i'm gonna say <laughs> on the air so until next time aloha au revoir see you later <laughs> we'll see you next week <laughs>